ladies and gentlemen, welcome yes. back to another thrilling, fantastic episode of the Midgard Minute Podcast. I am Chris, joined as always by my lovely and faithful co-host Nick. Nick, how are you doing on this fine evening? Dude, I am doing fantastic. As always, I am stoked to talk about the highly acclaimed <laughs> mobile flip home game before crisis. And we're bro, we're getting to the end. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited well. and I'm sad, but you know what makes me not sad? What tell me what makes you not sad? The lovely, lovely folks of the Mosey Gang. Oh, and bless them. Who are they, you may ask? Well, random person who asked that question. They are Scott. Kyle, AJ, Danny, Kevin, Jillian, Brianne, Matt, Sam, Charlotte, Cameron, Garrett, Dan M, Ryan, Petros, Matt M, Thios48, and Colton. Thank you guys so, so much for what your... What a list. What a it's, list. It's such a list, man. I feel like even every time we read it out, I'm just like, man, that is that is one stacked list of lovely, lovely folks. And if you, dear listener, would love to get your name added to that list... And added to our Discord, for the low, low price of one gill a month, as we like to say, uh, you can have access to our Discord, where we talk about many, many things. We try to get things, uh, meetups and stuff done together, and then, you know, we try to do stuff. <laughs> and, uh, we try you know, to we... do stuff. We've just roped people in from all across the globe now. All over the place. So, so when, when Group A can meet, Group B is sleeping. And when yeah, Group it's, B can it's, meet, it's, Group it's C a, is working. It's, it's a logical honestly, nightmare. <laughs> it's a logistical nightmare. But, like, it's so heartwarming to see that, like... That this story has like touched so many people across the planet. Yeah, and it, it is it, it humbles me every day uh, when I look in and see what craziness is going on in, in our Discord every day. Uh, so if that sounds good to you, or you know you want to come hang out, talk to us. You know sometimes we, we hang around and we, we try to try to be around for people as much as we can uh, and just kind of talk and bullshit. Um, we got links in our episode description and in our social media bios as well. So if that interests you, check that out. And if not, we're just glad that you're here, you know, and yep. taking time out of your day to listen to a, us uh, talk about a Japanese flip phone game <laughs> for, for an hour highly, or so. Highly acclaimed. Highly acclaimed. I'm sure it received some awards <laughs> at some point. Uh, but as uh, as we get into it here, we're... we're, we're Picking back up now, because the last, our last chapter was sort of a, like a side story, a little bit of a, a backstory prequel sort of thing. We got to see uh, Sung's sort of early days as a Turk and, uh, you know, kind of tied things up. I think it was nice. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, uh, I actually think it was one of, like I said on the episode last time, but it was one of my favorites. Um, yeah. At least episodically speaking, uh, I think Sung is clearly the most important Turk given his presence not just in Remake and Before Crisis but the literal rest of the compilation mm -hmm. um, how important he was to Zack and seeing how important Zack's going to be to Remake moving forward so I, you know, I felt like there was a lot to get from that and a lot to look forward to uh, this episode however gets us right back on the horse in terms of like Before Crisis' story yeah, the, with the actual Elf plot and Verdot <laughs> and dude it's it's going places, and we'll get into it. But I have to wonder if the if um uh, if Deep Ground from Dirge stole 
Avalanche's idea from before Crisis. I mean, dude, at this point, I totally... It would not surprise me if, if Vice showed up at the end of this game. The way to, things to are like, going. Yeah. You know, or, you know, some something happens where, you know, we get a call back to that. Because, I mean, we have, we've seen Shalua, so... Yep. There's already ties to Dirge in here, so I it totally wouldn't surprise me. And you know, it does feel a lot like we were kind of making jokes up until this point of like how similar the sort of the the plans of uh, Avalanche and Deep Ground seem to be in this. Like, yeah, let's just summon some giant deity to like basically just wipe out the entirety of everything. I- and I then... do have to say, I, I just want to say, and this is where I give not just seven story, but Final Fantasy stories in general a lot of credit. I'm glad that like the good guys aren't the only ones who can just summon these deities from beyond. I'm glad yeah. the bad guys have some like summons of their own and that theirs are relatively catastrophic when compared to the likes of Ifrit. Yeah, and it's not yeah, it's not just like, oh yeah, we just got this this little guy that's going to help us out. It's like, no, and it of course it's always like world ending, like this is the biggest craziest thing, you know. And and I will say even though it is sort of like tropey in a way, you know, I feel like with within the realm of Final Fantasy 7 in particular, I mean, at this point this would be the crazy i mean it's kind of crazy that all this happens and then just like everyone forgot i mean we don't again we don't know how things end up here maybe it you know there's some sort of build up here where they were about to the things about to happen and maybe nothing actually happens and then no one thinks about it <laughs> you know and then just like never comes like no one no one's like hey remember when they that giant monster of some we, I, I don't think we, at this point we haven't seen it yet but you know comes down and it's like oh how many times have the the people of Gaia <laughs> been so close to being absolutely obliterated uh, I mean well at this point as far as we know at least once <laughs> maybe twice and then it will just only continue from here uh, to varying levels of success, but uh, yeah, I, I honestly, when uh, I started watching this part, I since I was so caught up with Sung's episode last time, I almost kind of forgot where the story was at, <laughs> and I had to like, like yeah, I, I kind of felt the whiplash effect once I booted this episode up too. Yeah, because I like I was almost like half expecting like, oh, we're gonna get like it's gonna continue that you know, maybe we'll see something else. I'm like, Oh wait, no, we're only, there's only like two chapters left. So we got to like, we got to start wrapping stuff up here. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's funny that, you know, we've been covering this game for a while and like, this game is pretty substantial, all things considered. Uh, and the fact that I'm still like, yeah, I I'm prepared. Like if this game was like, you know, if there was still, you know, t- 10 more chapters in this game, like I wouldn't mind it honestly and i think maybe maybe that says more about how starved i am for final fantasy 7 content <laughs> because you know i mean i didn't feel that way about dirge uh, i think uh <laughs> i think dirge was just as long as it needed to be i'll, I'll say this i'll say this i could have done with more of dirge's end game when the the band gets yeah. back together i could have done with more of that for sure poor vincent <laughs> Or Vincent, yeah, <laughs> could have done with that too. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, jumping back into all the stuff like we we had, uh, we met Elena and stuff last uh, the first part of this chapter, and 
was super interested to see like oh are they gonna like give her like because we've you know throughout this game we've seen the origin story of a lot of characters that we meet later on in og and this entire game i hadn't i kind of forgot about elena (laughs) and i'm like wait she's one of the only other turks that we know about in that that shows up later that we have not even heard mentioned like in passing so i'm like where like what's how is she going to factor into all this and then of course my question was answered in the in the last part of this chapter uh where we got to see her and we know that her sister is uh, a turk as well and she kind of doesn't like turks and kind of thinks that they're jerks and although i think it might be more of a extension of how she feels about her sister and just be like oh well no. my sister's a turk so i just no. hate all the turks you know <laughs> There's no and then, sibling rivalry going on here, dude. Yeah, and and maybe you know maybe we'll see Elena's um, attitude change uh, a little bit later on, and see maybe uh, she'll she'll come to see the light, the Turkish light. Let's hope so. <laughs> the Turk light. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to keep going down that hole. So, <laughs> uh, as we are uh, continuing on here, we see that. Good old, our good old pal Sears is trying to figure out how the hell to get, oh, I guess, and I just to, I guess, really get everyone else up to real speed if, if, cause it's been a little while. Um, at this point, you know, uh, Elena has been captured by Avalanche, um, cause she was in the back of a truck that was being stolen by Avalanche. And we do find out that it was a plan of Avalanche to, uh, kidnap Elena which I was like, that seems weird. Like, because you see, like, it opens up on a shot of Shotgun running after the truck that Elena's in, and she's like, oh, what could they possibly be planning by kidnapping her? And I'm like, did they kidnap her? Because it kind of seemed like the way that they framed it in the last part of the chapter made it seem like it was, like, a mistake. You know, like, she just so happened to be in that truck or whatever, and, like, it well, wasn't yeah. there explicit plan to kidnap her but then we find out that it was part of their plan i'm like oh okay <laughs> i was a little like oh, all right that that's that works i guess uh and we see that you know we see our pal sears coming back up again uh and fujito's coming to uh i guess tie up any loose ends before he brings about uh the end of the world which is kind of funny i mean <laughs> all that's things considered I mean, I think that's pretty nice of the guy. Yeah. You know, he wants to. He doesn't want to leave anything well enough alone. He yeah, doesn't want to leave any regrets. The guy's just trying to take care of business. Before he also he also does. Uh, I I did at this point. I did honestly kind of forget that Sears also has the the last one of the last materia that Fujito needs to uh, to cause this whole uh, shenanigans. So I guess probably is more for that, but also like it, you know. It's at first seemed like, oh, he's just going to be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to kill you separately. And then, you know, when I'll almost, almost seems like a mercy in that case. If, if what, uh, mm-hmm. I still, I still don't remember what the name of the summon is. They've said it a few times at this point. I think, was it, uh, it was Z some Zircon, Zirconade, some Zirconiad. It's like Zia Canarde. Zia Canarde. That's that man. That is a Final Fantasy ass name, if I've ever heard one. Uh, 
Uh, I could totally imagine that's like, even if that, if you just made that up completely, like off the cuff, I would absolutely believe you that that was the name. Well, I'm just checking right now to make sure I didn't like completely butcher how that's supposed to be. Yeah. Like I was, I, I remember like when they first, uh, said the name, I was like, oh, it's like Z, Z, ZZ top or Zorns or whatever, just coming up with things. I'm like, I know it's, it starts with a Z. And I think it's Zer- Zerkin- Zerkinade. You know, everyone's favorite sports drink, Zerkinade. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we see... Uh, at the, Oh, yes, in this point, now that we know that Elena has been kidnapped uh, in earnest by Avalanche, uh, they are on a train going towards Midgar... And then we also see that Fujito is, I, I thought, was trying to do, like, a bait-and-switch thing because he tells Sears, like, oh, hey, Elfie's in the back of this truck. Like, just just give us the material and you could you can have her and it's all good. And I'm like, oh, maybe they'll do that. But we see that they are transporting Elena to Midgar uh, for whatever reason. They I don't think they, at least as far as I know, they haven't explained why <laughs> they're, they're kidnapping her. Um, but I'm sure it's for... I'm sure it's for like a, you know, they just want to hang out, you know, I'm sure it's not malicious in any way and, you know, has no, no, no greater consequences, I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, kind of Sears is sort of uh, forced into this position because obviously he at this point is just all about saving Elfie and just literally doesn't care about anything else. And that seems to be. You know, everyone's goal, aside from, you know, the whole end of the world thing and stopping that from happening, it seems like at least Sears and Shotgun are their their main sort of goal is like, yeah, let's not have Elfie die because she's kind of innocent in all this, um, especially now that we know, like, the true plot of what's going on here, what the, what the true plan is behind all everything and how she literally just doesn't, she doesn't even remember uh, I she, I feel like does she now she did wake up right like or she does remember her past to some degree right like that was the to whole some, yeah to to some to some degree is probably the best way yeah like to put she it. remembers she remembers that Verdo's her dad I do remember that part but I don't know I mean she's also kind of like when she had her big like awakening moment she's kind of been like unconscious and. <laughs> like out of the game since then so I was like I don't remember how much she actually like knows at this point or is she just like kind of been in a coma this whole time yeah and I think for the, for the most part she's just kind of sunken into a coma because her, her, her body's essentially being used as like a summoning template yeah her the material that is being hosted inside of her is like literally killing her <laughs> as uh, like using her life force I think they said to, to keep the materia alive or some something something like that <laughs> um but uh, yeah so it seems that things seem pretty dire right now if i'm being honest <laughs> like things are not looking well because sears uh does surrender the materia to fujito because obviously he's but he also kind of is rationalizing and being like you know what i can give them the materia now and then I can save Elfie, and then I could just beat him up and take it back. Which you know, I think that's a pretty solid plan. <laughs> right? I mean, as far I mean, as far as RPG RPGs go, like yeah, that's basically how it works. If somebody yeah, has something you want, you show up to where they are on the map, you beat them up, and then you get it back. 
Yeah, I, mean, I think it's a like, good yeah, system. You can have it. Who no needs problem. the law? I'll just I'll take it off of your cold dead corpse. Yeah, just let, me knock, <laughs> when, let me just knock your ass out first. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see uh, as as Elena is being uh, escorted onto this uh, train going to Midgar. See shotgun follows closely behind her, and uh, Elena's been leaving. Uh, she's leaving her medals and her little you know, her proficiency badges or whatever as sort of like a breadcrumb trail to her, which I don't know if she was intentionally doing or uh, maybe maybe it was a genuine mistake. Uh, it's hard to know for sure. <laughs> but uh, we know that Shotgun sees her little, her punch medal or whatever <laughs> that she had and was like, aha, I'm on the right, the right trail. And then, of course, we run into a whole bunch of the Ravens who are like, hey, you want the girl back? Just give us the materia. And then I love it's literally, you know, right after we just had that scene with Sears doing the whole thing with Fujito. And now we have it here. And then Shotgun's like, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'll give it to you. And then I'll just kill you after and take it back. It's just the same. I love it's the same plan. And it worked both times. Well, in Avalanche's favor, as we'll, we'll come to see here. But, uh... We do see that. I like that Elena is like, oh, I could take on these chumps anytime I want. And then she doesn't, she doesn't, I don't think she actually knows how powerful the Ravens are. Uh, and, you know, Shotgun's sort of diffusing the situation, being like, no, no, here you go. Just take the thing. And, you know, she's like, oh, give me, give me the girl first and then I'll throw the materia over to you, which is, I love that sort of trope in, uh, in like uh, like crime thriller like action movies of like yeah you, you oh, don't worry no just hand her over first and then I'll I'll throw it to you from all the way over here and no, and nothing different is going to happen uh but she actually does uh hand it over which is crazy that she actually does hand it over but then proceeds to be like all right well I'm going to just kill all of them anyway and then she does proceed to do that <laughs> and a lot of a lot of fighting happens. Uh, I love. It. Which I Imagine. gotta say, it's it's kind of cool to see, because you know we we flew through so much of this game, and like so many of the fights were done in two seconds. It is yeah. actually kind of cool to see the games what the games combat would look like when there's a level playing field between the player and the computer. And mm-hmm. it, it don't get me wrong, it doesn't look much different than how it did 20 chapters ago, but it looks a little bit more strategic. Like the, whoever was recording this actually needed to plan out what they were going to do. Yeah, we finally... Kind of firing aimlessly at the computer. Yeah, we, we have finally reached a point where uh, whatever level that the, the person was who was playing this, and you know this is clearly like a, like a New Game Plus run or whatever, oh, yeah. the, the rest of the world is starting to catch up in terms of difficulty and being able to be like, oh... Yeah, now we could just now maybe some strategizing has to occur instead of just mowing everyone down instantly, uh, which is definitely a nice change of pace to see. Because even though it definitely led to a lot of comedic moments for me, of like, you know, the bad guys talking a whole bunch of mess, and then shotguns just like, oh yeah, bang bang, that's it. <laughs> How could you have bested me? Shotguns, my only weakness. Uh, <laughs> but we do see as uh, as shotgun is uh, prevails over our uh, these uh, actually quite a decent amount of ravens here. There's like ten of them in this room. Uh, 
we see that she's like, oh, you know, Elena, stay here. I'm going to go and get the material back, and it's going to be cool and great. And then Elena goes, wow, I didn't know the Turks could be so cool. <laughs> and then we have our moment. That's our moment of like, oh, now this is, again, shotgun just single-handedly <laughs> um, bringing a, a lot of these characters into uh, onto their right paths, I guess. Uh, we had Yuffie first, and then, uh, uh, I guess to, you could say to a lesser extent other characters, but they have other... I was going to say, like, Cloud and stuff, too, but Cloud go, has his own journey that he goes no, on. No, if anything, if anything, I'd say Cloud was the one who set Shotgun right during his appearance. That is true. I did like that. I did like the Cloud's appearance in this game. I mean, given that he doesn't show up in these next two fucking episodes, which I highly doubt. But anyway, yeah. um, I, I do like that his appearance was very brief. But he kind of showed up when Shotgun needed a hero, when being mm -hmm. a hero kind of wore on her and she was kind of questioning everything. And then Cloud was there to kind of teach more important moral lessons that kind of transcend being a Turk or a soldier, which yeah, is like, hey, like, you know, there's don't, more. Don't leave your friends behind and stuff like that. Yeah, there's more to this than just it being your job, you know? And exactly. it honestly was kind of like the beginning of shotgun feeling like an actual character which i was at that point was like kind of afraid that especially after we learned that like oh like this is one of many different playable characters you could ha be at playing as during this entire game and being like yeah oh if that i feel like anytime that happens and especially a game that's already kind of technically limited already like it's gonna be like uh it's the, like shotgun's not gonna feel like a real character Right, but I, I, I've been genuinely surprised throughout this entire game is that, oh, they actually made an effort. You know, I'm sure that, you know, if you played through this game as an as another one of the Turks, probably would feel the same in some... Like, I'm sure the lines aren't really that different, really, or, like, the, the arcs or anything are any really that different. But the fact that they... You know, because they could have easily just made whatever character you're playing as like a silent protagonist, right? And just have everyone else do all that, you know, all the acting and the talking and all that stuff. And your character can just go, huh, and that's it, <laughs> you know, or just be like, yeah, no problem. Gotcha. Uh, so I, I, I glad, I'm glad that they at least decided to make your, your playable character at least have some sort of impact on the world and also be impacted by the world. You know what I mean? And not just be like, oh, here's my OC. You know, like, and th I, I feel like when we were going through the Nibbleheim stuff, I kind of had that weird feeling of like, is this literally just going to be Nibbleheim, but my OC is here as well, you know, in my in my f fan fiction headcanon of like, you know, oh, I put, I'm going to insert myself into this um, horrific tragedy. Uh, but then, no, that, that actually ended up being, like, the, the sort of uh, Genesis moment for... Hey, he said the, it, he said the thing, he said <laughs> he the thing, said the thing. Uh, <laughs> Like, the, yeah, the sort of Genesis moment for all of these characters. And, like, I'm so glad that the other, like, Sung, Reno, and Rude also got that treatment as well in that whole scene. Um, and was also sort of the beginning. I mean, aside aside from my, one of my favorite chapters, uh, the the rude uh, romance <laughs> chapter. Um, that I'm sad that that we never got another chapter like that again. Uh, but it makes it all the more special, right? Um, exactly. <laughs> but I'm glad that you know there have been other characters. You know the the main Turks have had also. You know obviously Sung had his own chapter last time, and 
was like, man, I really, I kind of wanted more of that for the other Turks, like Reno and Rude as well. Just like, I wanted more. I just, I, I didn't realize how much I wanted more of that stuff until we started going through this game and being like, oh yeah, right. Like, yeah, this is a game about the Turks and like, yeah, the Turks are actually really, like, I'm like Elena now. I'm like, yeah, the Turks are really fucking cool. <laughs> like I never, like, I always liked the Turks, but I was never like, I was like, I'm, I'm a Turk stan. <laughs> at at this point at the end of the game just being like man like the Turks are honestly I kind of like the Turks more than some other characters that I thought I liked more <laughs> in this, no, dude, in this if there's game anything, if there's anything this game did is it, it makes Sung, Rude, Reno, Elena please give me as and Cisne give me as much of those characters as you can in the remake like yes please. and like you know what if they if like if they want to bring the other characters and if they want to bring like the the name i will say the nameless turks like shotgun included of like you know and make them into like real characters in the story i'm cool with that too but yeah i definitely if at the very least want like the core turks to be have more of a presence and to be more you know give them a little bit more dimension and stuff and like we talked about before that they were already starting to do that a little bit and more so that they were in OG and I'm like this is a really good sign and the fact that they're reincorporating things from previous compilation material games it's just like it makes me feel that much more better that like oh all this all the good stuff that we're seeing in this game has a chance of like making its way back in some form right exactly. even if it's not like a exactly. huge thing like I would I would almost be willing I mean you know I would bet money on Cisne showing up at the very least. Um, and I feel like she has to, bro. Maybe, like, a, I could throw maybe a couple of cents down if for, like, the rest of the Turks showing up. <laughs> like, if, like, if Shotgun ends up showing up in the game and even hilariously just is still called Shotgun and they never actually give her, like, an actual name... <laughs> I would I would love that 100%, but I don't... I feel like that maybe would be a little too... Uh, like breaking of uh you know the the reality of the of the world or whatever but um i would love to see that and i am just to, to get back on the on the rails here huh uh <laughs> hey. I, I do uh i do like that elena did get her moment of like you know because when they introduced her i was like oh like this is weird i didn't for some reason didn't expect that she would be like the Oh, I mm, I don't like the Turks, and you guys are a bunch of nerds, and I don't like you. And then it's like, well, how do you get from there to there? And then you know, we get uh, thankfully we get answered right away because I'm like, there's not much game left, so how many more character arcs can we have <laughs> in exactly. in the, in the home stretch here? So at least you know they resolved it quickly, but you know it makes sense because you know what? Hey, shotgun is cool. <laughs> shotgun makes being a Turk look really fucking cool, and. I, that that is probably one of the greatest achievements of this game by far is like making you know the Turks were already cool but like now knowing that you're they're not just like you know oh we're just you know we're just doing whatever Shinra tells us to do and like they actually have like a sort of uh, code of ethics you know with for lack of a better term uh, in regards to what they do and and how they sort of view themselves and the work that they do really helps elevate them in a way that I was totally sort of blindsided by and was unexpecting to see in this game about Turks, <laughs> you know, yeah. just being like, I just wanted to see the Turks do some more cool stuff. And like, they definitely do. I mean, for, you know, 
at least in in their gumbified forms uh, through this game. And again, just makes me kind of excited, you know, if we hear, hopefully we hear, uh, you know, knock on wood, hopefully we hear uh, some news on Ever Crisis soon and maybe we'll get to, you know, more people will get to see all this stuff and, you know, see this story and, you know, hopefully they can make it a lot better and, you know, because I think the only thing that's really missing from this game is that just the the everything ex- aside from the characters and I mean the plots kind of you know give or take ultimately so far at least in my opinion but I think seeing this stuff like graphically updated a little bit and you know potentially with some voice acting I think would really just bring it to that next level and it's uh, it's a very I, exciting thought I think so too and I think one of the things that surprised me so much is like you know when we picked up in the earlier chapters, this was going to be like a full-blown Turks game. I would have thought I came away from this feeling like like loving Ruin and Reno more, but mm-hmm. it, it's turned into this world where I'm like, nah, Song and Verdo are, are yeah. suddenly the characters I'm caring mm-hmm. the most about. And I, I was I'm pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, and especially since Verdo is like a, you know original character uh, for this game and being like... You know, because I was fully expecting Verdot to just be like, yep, yeah, he's the leader guy, and then, you know, he either goes evil or he dies or both, <laughs> you know, but I was not expecting the arc that that character would have and how, like, it it fits so well. It's not, it, it doesn't feel like uh, uh, Lizard Man or <laughs> Lazard from, uh, from Crisis Core, where he just kind of shows up and he's like, hey guys, what's up? Oh, I'm dead, but wait, no, I'm not. And then now I'm in Angel uh, for some reason. Um, <laughs> you know, it just, it, I, I was fully expecting Verdo to have that sort of arc throughout this and just kind of be like, yeah, uh, we're going to forget him. And then he actually ends up being one of my favorite like characters from this whole thing and being like, man, like this guy's just been, he's been existing this whole time. And I just never knew about this character. Like not even in passing. Like I've never heard, I mean, no one, as far as I know, like the only people that I know that I've ever said anything about this game are like, Oh yeah. I read like the Wikipedia article on it <laughs> and that's really it. And like, that's as far as I got really. Cause you know, there wasn't really much to, to, you know, it wasn't it's not like exactly you could play available. It. Yeah, you know, it's like now there are ways you can play it. I know that uh, uh, Cameron, uh, Mosey Gang member uh, Cameron, and uh, had had uh, found like an RPG Maker version of this game that you can play. Like, there's there's definitely things you do, and obviously you know do what we you know what we've been doing and just you know watching uh, YouTube uh, videos of it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to see this game be uh, updated and in a modern state where it's like oh now you're gonna bring in a whole bunch of people because no one like no one knew about this game at all no. and like um you know if if we could be the ones like obviously I'm, I'm sure there are people listening to this that didn't know anything about this game and that's i was really excited to cover this game for this reason of like no one really knows anything about this game <laughs> yeah and, i mean uh, it's it's like i, I it's kind of surreal every time i tune in and watch it because you know the youtube video uh, they, that guy Grimoire Valentine has put up this YouTube playlist is 11 years old, right? 11 yeah. years it's been on YouTube, and most of these videos have like 3,000 views. So I'm like, you know, remakes sold between five and 10 million copies. You're telling me that like maybe 10,000 people 
have like full context on this like that's kind of wild to me yeah that that and, is and it's yeah. probably more than that because like more got people probably played the actual game when it came out and stuff but like mm-hmm. it's just it's just amazing to me how like unseen so much of this is yeah and like how you know i mean well and we'll see i guess going forward of how uh crucial some of the stuff is uh going forward but yeah i mean i think obviously the fact that it was you know never released outside of japan and was a flip phone game definitely didn't help it you know like there you know since we have done oh, it, it is nobody's fault if they have no if they exactly. had no clue about this game yeah and you know in the course of us doing the the episodes on this i like i've looked up and stuff and like i've seen um you know people have done renders of like oh people wanted this game on the psp like really bad and of course like after crisis core you know being on the psp like it made a lot of sense of like oh yeah bring this game back and you know have it be you know it, you know imagine imagine if crisis core in this game were like a package deal on the PSP like that would that would have been amazing and then a lot of people would have known more about this game and um, it just never came around I saw there were like mock box arts for the P- a PSP version a, a DS version like people there was a sort of a fervor for this game and like because people knew that it existed then there was just no way to play it at the time at least I mean now like I said you know there are ways to, to play this game or at least a version of it but you know, it, it does kind of, it is kind of crazy, but then, you know, you're reminded of like, oh yeah, like Crisis Core still has never been on anything besides a PSP. <laughs> you know, like they still, they've never released, re-released uh, any of the uh, compilation games, even Dirge, uh, which, uh, I mean, that would be, if if they ever did re-release one and they it was Dirge, that would be weird as hell, I think. <laughs> Just be like, here's the one that no one wanted re-released here. Uh, we hear you guys about Crisis Core, but uh, we're I, I don't I don't know what their plans are. I mean, it would be great if they did release it. Uh, I would love to see that game on like the Switch or something. I feel like Crisis Core just like updated the you know you know the fidelity and stuff like the resolution and things like that. And I think the game that game looks good still. I think for even for the time, I don't think you know, obviously we'll get the Ever Crisis version of it, but I think they should release like honestly they should do like a bundle like a compilation bundle and release like this uh crisis core and dirge even yeah I'll just, we'll throw dirge of bones have it be in there so people can experience it for themselves um that would be great that'd be cool i think and hopefully you know i mean with ever crisis existing or a, a being about to exist i don't know what the likelihood of that something like that would be um but i could see at least maybe crisis core making a a re-release maybe at some point if they if we figure out the gacked issue because <laughs> i think that is well i think the... they did because they're they're using a genesis skin in first soldier i think they did solve the gacked issue yeah so maybe who knows maybe uh you know all this news or hearings of that these mumblings that we've been hearing about news maybe maybe uh, a crisis core re-release at the very least or a remaster maybe might be around the corner maybe that that would be nice. a cool announcement but you know don't want to don't want to send people off to the races just yet and uh we do still have (laughs) the rest of this chapter to talk about so but there will be plenty of tangents i'm sure as i think is pretty much the norm on this on this podcast at this point so i don't think anyone's surprised at this point um but uh yeah so we uh we we get uh uh 
I totally forgot where we were for a second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we yeah, were yeah. Uh, we were on the train. Yes, we were on the train, and Elena was like, yep, it's cool. Uh, sh- the Turks are great. I'm going to be a Turk. It's great. I- I'm already, she already is like, you know, I like that little sort of build up that they had with her of like establishing like, oh yeah, she's like the best at, you know, best in her class at uh, Shinra college or wherever, <laughs> wherever she goes to, she has all of her, you know, proficiency medals or whatever. And, uh, so she has what it takes to be a Turk at the very least, but was actively, uh, rebelling against the idea of joining the Turks because she's like, mm, my sister's a Turk and mm, I don't like my sister, I guess. and mm, I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> but we see that uh, Avalanche does uh, make their escape with the Materia. So uh, Shotgun's plan blows up in her face. And then I love we do get the smash cut back to Sears and Fujito where um, Sears' plan also horribly backfired and he gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> And then they take his materia. So it's like, oh, things are actually not going well <laughs> for our heroes, which seems, no. uh, you know, kind of not what you're used to half the time of like, oh, yeah, you're used to the the bad, you know, the, the good guys, you know, they have their plan and their little, you know, oh, we're going to trick the bad guys and then they win. And it's like, no, actually, maybe things things are going to get maybe a little worse for our for our heroes here. Um, and then we see that. Sears uh, calls shotgun and seemingly is like on the verge of death. At least that's what I'm trying to. <laughs> that's what I interpreted from this exchange. It, it, it would appear that way. Of that he's you know he's calling shotgun, being like, so yeah, Fujito has a found a way to perf- uh, like I, I forget I forgot exactly how he words it, but to like perfect the summon, which. I, I'm assuming that means that he found a way because they were talking about before of like, oh, even if they did summon it, like there it wouldn't. It's not a guarantee if it would right. happen, right, or something. There, there's like some other sort of uh, criteria that has to be met in order for it to happen. And I guess he figured out whatever that was, <laughs> and so now it's like, oh, it's a big problem, and it's especially a big problem because now he has the last two pieces, uh, the last two materia that he needs in order to summon uh uh zircana zircananide zircaniad i don't have it i have it it, uh, you got (laughs) zircaniad i think i think i think that one that you had zircaniad i think that's yeah (laughs) zircanade everyone's favorite sports drink uh (laughs) and uh, yeah we see that uh sears is kind of uh you know doing the I'm leaving Elfie to you ellipses. <laughs> so, like, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I would hope that Sears is not, like, dead dead this time because they already faked us out once with his death. But it was a little bit more obvious then that was like, I don't think this guy died because he dies off or he quote-unquote dies off screen. So, like, I've seen enough media over the course of my life to be like, eh, if I don't, if I don't see nobody... That means nobody's dead. <laughs> That's I do. I've been that way since Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> exactly. Show me his body. <laughs> but yeah, we see that uh, shotguns. Na- her her new plan is to uh, steal a helicopter from Shinra and sh- then chase after 
the uh, the avalanche uh, ravens that got the materia and, uh, you know, was like, ah, you know, Shinra and the Turks are not on the best of terms right now. You know, this is like they're nope. kind of like sort of having a coup, but like not really sort of situation that's going on. But before we get any sort of resolution to that, we take it on back to our pal Sung and friends uh, trying their damnedest to save Verdell. And I do like, I do appreciate we kind of skipped over it before, but this chapter starts with, uh, you know, the words that Verdo spoke to Sung at the end of the previous chapter, uh, where he's like, oh, you know, uh, Sung, you are, you know, you are a Turk, or I forgot exactly <laughs> what he says, but, you know, he's like, oh, you, you know, fear not because, you know, you are a Turk or some something like that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Sung yeah. has his, you know, he has his, uh, he has his anime, uh, flashback that I've gives got him the whole, strength. I got the whole thing for you. Cast okay. aside your doubt, stand proud once more because is, you are you a Turk. Turk. There you go. I knew it was, it I knew it was some rad shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Sung, Sung gets his, uh, you know, his, uh, you know, anime, uh, backstory that gives him the power to continue forward and, uh, we finally on. we finally cut back to these guys, and then I love that the <laughs> there's like the Shinra guards that are guarding Verdo. They're like, oh, there they are, and then they just run past them. <laughs> don't don't even give them the uh. time of day. Just like, ah, don't worry about it. And uh, then yeah, they they find Verdo. Uh, Rude punches a hole in the door, and <laughs> we I like that. Uh, Verdo's like, what are you guys doing here? And Sung does the cool guy thing of like. You know, you're just a real, you're one of the biggest assets to the company, sir. And it's like his way of, you know, not being a cinnamon roll, but being a right. cinnamon roll. <laughs> and I like, and Verdo's like, you guys are a fine pair of quibblers, which is a word that I'm not familiar with, but. Quibblers. It made, it made me, it made me laugh when he said that. Because <laughs> uh, I'm assuming it, it probably means some, you know, oh, you guys are, you know, interlopers or something you like the rebel rouser and you know that kind of thing like you guys are you guys are causing us the all rabble. the types of <laughs> the rabble yeah exactly um and then we we cut on back to president shinra who is uh oh he's like you know doing the the villain thing of like oh those turks oh i'm so mad they got verdo back turks. But he also realizes, like, hey, so oh, Turk's headquarters is empty right now, so I can just bring Rufus back, and then no one will know that <laughs> he was a captive in this own building. Which, I gotta say, that as we're sort of coming to an end here, I'm really, really curious how they're gonna wrap up this side of things. Like, the Me whole... Because I was not expecting this whole, like, you know, Turk rebellion going on. And like how I'm assuming that President Shinra and Rufus are probably going to come to some sort of an agreement, right? Rufus, like, hey. Rufus is going to black. Uh, my prediction is Rufus is going to blackmail his dad, and he went to bat for Rude Reno and Sung, and that's going to explain why they do seem to have such a loyalty with him. Because without right. Rufus in the way, President Shinra, who knows what he would do to the Turks? And if he had and. His way. Lest we forget that the, you know, Rufus did tell them where to find Verdo. Yep. So, like, he, I, and I think, obviously, for as far as Rufus is concerned, it was probably more of, like, a, I, you know, he doesn't really actually care 
<laughs> about at least no, not about self, Virgo. He's self-interested. He's self. Yeah, like at this point, he's very much like you know this could definitely work in my favor. And if like if things really come to blows with me and my old man, I got the Turks on my side now. So you know that's why I think like it, it is definitely going to be interesting to see how they're going to sort of uh, tie a bow on all this stuff at the end of this game. But uh, before we we get to that point, uh, we I like how. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anytime Shotgun calls Sung and is like, Sung, everything's fucked up over here. He's just like, I understand. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, be careful. We're counting on you. <laughs> just very, very matter of fact, like, oh, everything's going uh, horrible and not to plan at all. Eh, don't worry. You'll figure it out. You're the main character. <laughs> You'll figure exactly. it out. Don't worry. And then... Uh, we uh, we cut back to, to Shotgun being back in uh, the Shinra building and honestly kind of giving me a little bit of like uh, like war flashbacks of uh, traveling Shinra Tower in OG, um, which was right. way, way less cool of a thing than they did. I'm so glad in Remake that they got rid of all the like, oh, go over here and oh, you got to go and see these books and like, Oh, which books is it? And it's random every time to progress forward. And at least here it's like, you just gotta, you she, shotgun has to fight some dudes and get key cards and stuff, which is not as bad, but I just seeing like the, uh, the top down sort of layout of the Shinra building. So like I started getting, <laughs> I started getting a little sweaty palms being like, Oh God, it just made me think, because that's honestly, as far as OG is concerned, probably one of my least favorite areas, <laughs> at least like in the beginning. Uh, like, and whenever, whenever I did replay through uh, OG, it would honestly be one of the parts that I was the least looking forward to playing through again, because that that right. that whole puzzle section is random every time. So it's not like you just do, oh, I go here and get this book, and then go here and see what the, whatever the title for this book is or whatever whatever the dumb puzzle was in that game yeah uh but yeah we just see here the shotguns you know doing her thing uh they i love that um shinra like when they when they go into like a high security alert they just release monsters into the building because i mean you know hojo's just cranking them out <laughs> like like uh like candy here so i guess it would make sense like why, oh why would we have you know why would we send dudes or have like turrets like we just send monsters why not <laughs> that's the best best kind of deterrence you could have in this world apparently um but i do i do there is one uh little moment here that i uh appreciated when uh, shotgun's looking for a certain key card and she finds this uh this Shinra trooper that is kind of hanging out with, uh, with the key card. And he's like, huh, was this all oh, class S emergency? Like I care. And then shotgun knocks him out and is like, bad employee, bad. <laughs> and I was just like, out of all the times to care about <laughs> something like this shot, like, of course, shotgun, like that would be the, her takeaway from it. Right. And just be like, mm -hmm. man, you need to be better at your job as I'm, knocking you unconscious and <laughs> making you not do your job. Uh, but I just, I thought that was a, a quirky little character moment there that they absolutely didn't need to throw in, especially at this point where we're, we're fast approaching the climax of this game. And, you know, I like that the game still mm -hmm. finds enough time to give us a little thing like that. 
Um, and yeah, just a lot more, uh, a lot more running through Shinra Tower, a lot more fighting the same monster <laughs> over and over again. Uh, but then Shotgun does find her way to a helicopter and uh, begins her pursuit. And then we get a, a quick little scene with President Shinra as well. Uh, being like, you know, oh, you look stronger since the last time I saw you. And obviously, I think, I mean, they don't show him, but obviously he's talking to Rufus. And it's kind of, it's a little weird that like for, for a half of a second, I'm like, is, is there, is that not Rufus he's talking to? Like, why are they making it? weird and conspicuous you know what i mean like is there are they oh you mean you mean it's not it's not sephiroth 2.0 i mean maybe i mean at this point i wouldn't be surprised if they threw some shit maybe who maybe it's genesis who knows well now genesis would be dead at this Mm. point uh (laughs) or or gone or whatever happens to genesis and then he goes away until dirge and then comes back and Maybe you know. Maybe we should do like a Genesis episode one day or something. Just being like, what? What is the? What is the deal with Genesis? Uh, <laughs> but uh, now we see that, and uh, I was surprised at this point because now we see Shotgun has caught up with the truck, which is kind of crazy in its own way. Of that, she was able to run all the way back to the Shinra Tower, steal a helicopter, and come all the way back and still catch up with the truck that she was chasing from before. Um, and then we see, you know, obviously she's like, oh, you know, going to try and get the material back. There's a whole bunch of ravens there. She just shoots them. And, you know, of course, they just keep sending more and more because that I, I don't know where Avalanche finds the dudes necessary for <laughs> this, but, like, they have a lot. They, like, a lot. Mo- well, at this point, Avalanche almost purely consists of the ravens, and I haven't really seen, like, a regular avalanche dude in a while which i mean hey it makes sense why why bother at this point with like having like regular goobers when you could just have your weird uh mako like soldier type dudes um which i mean that is what the ravens are right like they i get the feeling like they sort of explained what the ravens are but they never actually really like delved into it they just like oh these guys are in tubes so we're just led to assume that that's just that like they're you know dudes that take a mako bath and they're like they're kind of like soldiers and i think and obviously they like can't die like that was i remember that being a thing and then they kind of just didn't mention that again which is which is weird but you know i think maybe par for the course with some of the stuff is just like eh, maybe it's just not important <laughs> you know it's, it's a, you know we were talking in the discord earlier about like how can cloud and uh Zack swing the buster sword when it's like this, you know, giant ass thing. And it's just like, yeah, they never really explain it. Or like how in FF10, how, uh, you know, all the Blitzball players and, and Riku, like, can just be underwater seemingly indefinitely. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they... Don't, it, don't think they about say, it. I don't know. You know, do they... I'm like, you know, do they... Are they trained to just hold their breath? And then uh, I think... Uh, Tay was like, oh, I think they have gills. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Either way, it could be either way. I'll buy it. <laughs> you know, uh, Titus, you know, he's got baggy pants. You know, maybe he's got, he's hiding gills under there or something. Who never, who, who knows? We'll never know. <laughs> but, uh, surprisingly, um, even though, you know, we are literally like right at the end of the game, 
uh, we run into Fujito and Elfie, uh, and he's like doing the, cere- the the summoning ceremony like right here on this random ass bridge, and I was like, oh, I didn't think we were gonna be here yet. <laughs> I thought I thought that was gonna must be a dope bridge. Yeah, it's like I, I, I for some reason in my mind I was thinking like, oh, you know, since this is the end of the game, like we, there's gonna be like this sort of like big climax moment which i think we are going to get but i think it just it seems weird that like oh we're just on this random bridge and we're just doing it here like (laughs) there's no like special place or you know something like oh we're gonna go back to to nibbleheim or like so you know what i mean like i always feel like it was gonna lead up to something like that but uh yeah so fujito's doing the thing and elfie's body's like levitating off the ground and uh we try to interfere and get in the way and, uh, you know, we get all the goons out of the way first. Um, but then the summon starts to happen and I was like, Oh, like they're really going to do it. Like they're really going to like, you know, like imagine playing this game or uh, witnessing this game when it came out, not knowing what's, I mean, well, even though we, this is a prequel and we kind of, kind of know what happens. Uh, or doesn't happen maybe, but it just like, damn, like I wasn't expecting them to actually go to this level of like, I, I was expecting like something to happen where it would fail or something. And then Fujito gets like pissed off or something. And then I don't know, takes the material and then becomes the monster himself or something or something. I don't know. My, I don't know where my brain was going, but I didn't think they were actually going to like start the whole summoning thing and have it actually start to go but i guess it makes sense right like at the end of the day we're gonna fight uh zeppeli man uh <laughs> zeppelinade or whatever zirkinade uh but uh, we actually as we we the things start happening and we see like this cool shot of the shinra tower and there's like this red lightning and stuff going on and um it looks literally looks like the end of the world is happening and uh, we, we we are able to sort of save Elfie, or look because it looks like basically it looks like the materia from from the very limited detail we can see here. It looks like the materia is like floating above her, and then she's like also kind of levitating off the ground, and then Shotgun's able to like take her out of the summoning circle <laughs> or whatever it is, and uh, you know seeming like okay maybe we've stopped this end of the world from happening and then Fujito's like nah you're not gonna stop shit and then we fight him and we get another sequence with him where shotgun's doing no damage to him uh and I'm thinking oh that's interesting like I mean it's weird at this point I I, I'm assuming that Fujito's either going to become the boss at some point or he's just gonna die like a bitch <laughs> and just like when when Zirkinade comes through Zirkinade just he's gonna be like oh yes Zirkinade my pal how are you and then just get killed instantly by it um, which would be you know poetic and I think maybe that's what Fujito wants at the end of the day because he also by the way is going like you know he's being very verbose and very like oh yes he's you know He's being like, oh, yes, the, the coming of the end and all this stuff. And he's, like, saying a bunch of big words. And I, I just think it's hilarious. Uh, that's one of the more hilarious things about Fujito is that how cartoonishly villainous he is. Uh, <laughs> despite the fact that, all in all, he really hasn't been in this game, really, 
all that much. <laughs> um, no, the only times you really ever see him are when we flash to Avalanche and Elf at the same time. Yeah. And um, he's he dude, he's basically just there to be Avalanche's Hojo. That's yeah, basically his entire yeah, role. Yeah, and story. like, you know, when when, you know, the double cross happens with him and Rufus and uh, like he kinda had the same thing you know, same thing with Elfie is like that was the last time we saw them for like a while. And we're just like, Oh yeah, now we're just like learning like why he's a bad guy and what his actual goal is and stuff and then he just kinda shows up here and I I kinda forgot how uh scenery chewing evil he is uh and i i appreciate it i i appreciate those types of villains and those types of characters in the in these stories because it's just like oh yeah you're just you're just a goofy nut job who you know obviously is doing or planning on doing something horrible but you know he loves it at least he loves it you know he's having a good time <laughs> and and i'm having a good time by proxy i guess but uh, as uh, our fight with Fujito comes to a standstill, we notice that the uh, the materia because there's the materia still doing their summoning thing or whatever, and it's acting a little weird. And then we see that the materia that was embedded inside Elfie that was killing her, but I think was also keeping her alive, or at least that I think that's what they had mentioned that it was like if this whole thing goes through and she has and. Fujito takes the materia out of her that it would ultimately kill her, right? Or do I have that wrong? No, you have that right. Yeah, because I think, yeah, and then we see it come out of her body on its own and then goes to the other materia and then what seems to happen is that all the materia sort of combine into one? At least I think that's what's supposed to be happening here. Well, it looks like it's something like that. It looks some. It's it's rel, It looks very ritualistic, and I think just the idea is they all sort of converge into one energy, mm-hmm. and that energy is going to be uh, the thing be that what revives our buddy Baked City here. <laughs> Baked City, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> uh, the great zucchini, um, <laughs> and then yeah, so it, it kind of culminates into this, you know, this whatever this probably this ultimate materia. Uh, and then, of course, just instead of going to anyone who would, it should go to, it just flies over to Fujito like he is the, you know, he even says, oh, I've been tasked with the greatest of errands. And then he runs away and you're like, what does that even mean, Fujito, as, <laughs> as he runs away? But I'm assuming that that whatever that is, is probably like the last piece to like actually bring uh, cubic zirconia into into being, I guess. <laughs> Um, but I do, and, uh, seemingly it seems because, uh, Shotgun calls Sung and, like, informs him of the situation, and he's like, oh, that sounds really bad. <laughs> we'll think of something, as they're still, like, in this cave that, or tunnel that they saved Verdot in, which I thought was hilarious, because they, their whole plan was to go save Verdot, and then Shotgun was gonna have an escape vehicle and this whole thing, and, like, ever since Shotgun's like, oh, I don't have an escape vehicle, I'm actually going to get a helicopter to go chase after Fujito and they're just like, oh, okay, I guess we'll just hang out in this tunnel until the end of the game happens, I guess. <laughs> um, but they, but, uh, he does say that Elfie's okay. Uh, which I guess it, I, 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 I'm just going to say, I'm going to hope that that's what is actually happening <laughs> because I was under the impression that if she, if that material leaves her body, that she would die. But maybe there'll be some loophole. 
or something, uh, or something will happen. But, I mean, we also do know that, um, well, Sung does have that, um, that cure-all materia that Verdo gave him in the flashback, and I wonder if that, that materia is going to come into play later. And honestly, when I thought about, um, at the beginning of this chapter, when they were doing the whole, like, oh, hand over the materia and you can get Elfie back. Like, I thought they were going to do, like, a switcheroo on it, you know, and do, like, that whole thing. But, um, and have that be, like, a surprise on us, like, the player as well. But, uh, seemingly not the case. <laughs> but I do think that that materia that Verdot gave Sung in, uh, in this flashback in the last chapter is going to come in handy at some point, I think. I think so. You know, too. Chekhov's materia. <laughs> you don't you don't show materia if you're not going to use it by the end of the story. Uh, which, I mean, it is, has held true for all the other uh, materia that we've seen. Um, but yeah, I, I do also kind of like that, you know, as, you know, uh, Sung is telling Verdo about what's happening and Verdot's like, oh, our worst fears have come to pass. And it, like, honestly kind of feels like a little, like, man, like, like, you know, even though we know that things are probably going to end up okay. <laughs> like, there is, I do have a little, yeah. there's a little bit of that tension of, like, oh, shit, like, this, like, this is it. Like, like, this is the, like, we're here. Like, this is, <laughs> like, this is happening. But, you know, of course, Sung is like, you know, we're the Turks. And then we get an, of course, and I, I feel like is almost, like, tradition at this point in, um, <laughs> in these compilation games where we have our... You know, everyone in each corner of the screen going, we can do it, um, <laughs> which I'm a sucker for. And I think if one thing uh, I will say, Dirge probably had a, a the best version of that thus far. Um, but we do see now, as uh, we get our nice little rallying speech here towards the end, um, all the Turks seemingly have come together um, <laughs> to defeat uh, Zeppeli. Uh, <laughs> the big big Zeppeli, um, which big zap, I and we do see our our first glimpse at a Zerkinade over here, um, uh, and I'm a little disappointed because he just looks like one of those uh I forgot what the enemy type is, um, but it looks like a just a weirdly colored uh type of a standard enemy. And not like a a new design, which I felt like a little. I was like, oh, I mean, I was I don't I don't know exactly what I was expecting, but I was I I was like, oh, maybe we'll get like a cool monster design or something. It's like, no, nah, it's just a just a, a, a yellow uh, thing that you fight in Final Fantasy X. I forgot what they're called, <laughs> but it's like a weird like beast that has it has like two horns and like a almost kind of looks like a giant version, uh, like a demonic version of Red Thirteen a little bit. Um, just cause he has like that mane that looks like a mohawk kind of going down his back. Um, so I'm a little, I was a little disappointed <laughs> with that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Cause they're, you know, they're bigging up. Oh man. You know, uh, Zeppeli big ZD is, uh, <laughs> is, oh man, he's coming. <laughs> he's going to destroy the world. And I'm like, oh man, is it gonna be like some crazy like bird thing or like a dragon? And it's like, no, oh, it's just, it's just that thing <laughs> that is is yellow and then has green and purple hair. Um, and I'm like, that's all right. 
Uh, I mean, may, who knows? This is a JRPG, after all, or based on one, at the very least. So I am fully expecting maybe uh, there might be different forms to um, uh, Zab Zabadabadoo, Abba Zabba. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to wait. But we'll and have see, to wait right? and see. And uh, yeah, that is literally uh, we that that is our cliffhanger for this chapter is that we get to see a glimpse of. Uh, I'm running out of Z names <laughs> to call. <laughs> uh, Zer- Zirkinade. Zirkinade? Zirkin- Zirkinade. Uh, and yeah, that is uh, that is the end of chapter 22. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I, I you know, for what this chapter is, obviously it's sort of like the build-up towards, you know, the finale here. Um, you know, I think it did a pretty good job of you know, having the tension, like, ramping up the tension and, like, the actual, like, summoning of Abba Zabba <laughs> was, uh, you know, like, it was it was actually, like, pretty tense and, like, I, I was actually kind of vibing with it. Um, I mean, of course, you know, the, the unfortunate truth of this being a prequel and we know what happens ultimately in the overarching story, um, you know, in spite of that, even still, I'm like, I'm invested. Like I'm still invested. I'm like, Oh man, I didn't think they were actually going to bring it to this level. Um, I was thinking that maybe they'd be like, Oh, we're going to start the summoning. And then, you know, it like pokes its head out of the portal, but then it never actually comes out, you know, but it is, it also is a final fantasy game. So of course we have to fight God at the end. Right. So that's the, I mean, would it be a climax? You know what? You're, you're absolutely right. I don't think it would have been, um, so I am I am glad that at least we're we'll we'll be able to f- to fight uh, Zebra Man over here, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah I I I like the stuff with Elena. Um, I liked uh, you know the sort of little bits and pieces that we get uh, for Shotgun as well. Like there you know not not a lot of character development and stuff. I mean at this point you know we're we're at the climax. I'm not expecting. You know, I'm, I was surprised to get Elena at this late in the game and have, even though she had a very small arc, uh, that she had one at all was pretty amazing. And, uh, I'm excited to see, uh, I'm excited to see where, where we're going to end up here. Um, it's, it's sad. I'm, I am still, uh, that's still true from, from the beginning of this episode. I, I'm excited and sad because I've grown very attached to this game, but you know, we have two more chapters and then an epilogue after. So, you know, we're not we're not fully done yet, but it doesn't make it any less difficult. Oh yeah, we <laughs> to we feel are, as we're uh, we're a closing uh, approaching the end here at blinding speed. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, do do you have any other uh, things you want to add here? Oh. Uh, no, just, I mean, look, I, at the end of the day, we're seeing we're seeing a pattern here. Like, Final Fantasy VII villains like to summon a thing to do the job. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Sephiroth goes, it was Meteor. As far as Deep Ground goes, it was Omega. And as far as Avalanche goes, it's Zeo Canard. So, you know, I, I, I do like that sort of, you know, thematic consistency. Um, I just hope that Remake has a way of fleshing out all three of those things mm-hmm. and what 
what flaw Midgar has in particular that brings it on. Like, for example, if if it was greed that brought Omega, but it was pride that brought Meteor, etc. Mm. I don't know. I think I'd like to see them mix that up just a little bit. That, that's, yeah, that's I mean, hey, I you know, we were talking before about how much we want to see, you know, the, these Turks come back. Honestly, would be totally cool if, if Fujito and Sears and Elfie, if they made a return as well. You know, like, we do know that Avalanche proper exists in Remake, so, you yeah. know, I think maybe that, maybe, who knows? Maybe that could be, that could have been our clue to be like, oh, maybe these guys are going to come back. And, you know, I think maybe, uh, it, I mean, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see if, like, if Hojo, Fujito, and Vice got together and, you know, we have our, well, and Sephiroth as well, I guess, uh, and have our sort of uh league of villains <laughs> uh come together and who knows maybe that'll be uh you know this final fantasy remake will turn into a uh you know we gotta you know what and whatever the hell's going on with zach maybe you know all that stuff ties in as well and you know we'll we'll be uh fighting these people through time maybe or so, i don't know don't want to get too lofty <laughs> at this point but uh it definitely I'm I'm more I'm still more excited to see like if they reincorporate the stuff and uh in which ways they do it and I I'm I'm just I'm I'm excited. I'm still I'm it's the, I feel like it's the same at the end of every episode but I'm just like every time we finish an episode of this I'm like man, I'm just excited to see where things go from here and hopefully uh hopefully they incorporate some of this stuff into the new narrative that we have here and yeah, I mean, I don't know. Other than that, I think uh, I think it's time. Is it time? I think so. Uh, would would Alrighty, you? Would you like to count? I- I'll do it. I'll you want to do, do it. it together? I'm ready for this. <laughs> All right, let's give we'll it a shot. We'll try and do it together. All right. Okay, let's give it a shot. Three, Three two, two, one. One. Yeah, I felt good about that one. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. 